Jowson, sweetie, please drop that beat to start the show. The Romantic Truth Podcast extends a loving and warm welcome to listeners in celebration of our sixth year of the show. We wish you a promising 2024. Please be advised that due to the language, subject matter, and topics of the show, adults 18 years of age and older are highly recommended for this content. Uninterrupted and commercial-free listening. Now, since all of that is over, I would like to take this opportunity and introduce you to the host of Romantic Truth, Jaosan in Las Vegas. Today's topic covers women using sex as a last option. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. I hope everyone is doing well today. I'm hanging in there, doing fine. Thank you for not asking. Women using sex as the last option is our topic today. What does this mean? There are some women that may be in different stages of development when it comes to a relationship in order to try to get a man or try to retain him or even try to get him back. And they've tried everything else. Nothing worked. And they can't let go. Now, let's look at the reasons why some women can't let go. It may have been that this guy was the best thing in her life in regards to giving her attention for the first time, actually caring about who she is, maybe not objectifying her, maybe giving her a lifestyle that she had never experienced before. Whatever it is, is so important to her that she would literally exploit herself in order to keep whatever she values so much associated with him. It could be his attention, his loving, his caring. It could be that she has his children and she still wants that to be an incentive for the two of them to remain together. And usually women who go to this extreme, they're willing to compromise the quality of the relationship in lieu of the security associated with what this man provides for her. What did I always tell you folks? People protect two things, an insecurity and an addiction. In this case, she may have a little of both. And so what this means is that she may be the fool for him. If he wants her to have sex with other people while he watches, if he wants her to get into a threesome, you name it, whatever he pretty much can think of, she will be willing to do. Now, here is the interesting thing. This is consensual. This is not through him drugging her or exploiting her, extorting her, or anything like that. This is because she voluntarily feels as though it's so important to her to be there that she's willing to do this. And of course, you know her self-esteem is just blown through the floor, right? Now here's the sad reality about a person like this. They're gonna compromise their dignity. 
all of those boundaries that they had, they're gone. All of those standards they had, they're going to be modified. But here's the way they will usually modify those things, as far as even the boundaries as well, later on, after they think they have a foothold with the person. They're going to still let this person do anything they want with them. Anyone else that's trying to come up with a counter-argument to say, hey, what are you doing? You're letting this person dog you out. That includes the guys that are trying to talk to them and saying, you're in a bad situation. Captain Saberholes, you know, out there talking about, maybe you need to do this, maybe you need to do that. They don't want to hear that because they're going to look at that as criticism. And so the people that used to be her support mechanism, the people that she used to be able to push the panic button in order to get out of a messed up situation like this, they have now become the adversary. They've now become the enemy. So she probably went into the relationship with this guy that she's really hung up on with a lot of optimism, making a lot of excuses when he fell short on expectations, giving him a lot of leeway compared to what she would do with a guy that was not him. The standards would be high for the other guy that's not him, of course. She would have these boundaries, hard boundaries, super reinforced. But because she has a narrative going on with this guy in her head and her heart, she's willing to go forward. And she's looking for any kind of justification to validate her being in this situation. She wants to be us against them. But she's not quite us yet because the man that she's with may not treat her properly may not give her the affection and everything she wants, but what she's willing to do is she's willing to compensate. She's willing to overcompromise for this. She's willing to do without. So if he's out with other women, she's going to always be available for him. And she may feel as though, hey, if I can only get this man's interest, this man's attention by having him between my legs, that's good enough. She lowers the bar that low for guys like that. And here's the thing. A lot of women think that this only happens to young women. I have seen it happen to women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And one lady I saw, it happened when she was 70-something years old. And she was with a younger man in his 50s. Because what you have to realize, there are some people that feel as though the value of everything that they had put up for themselves, the self-esteem they had and everything, it was broken down because they didn't get the reaction they expected. So the expectations were blown out of the water. They didn't get what they wanted because they wanted to be on a pedestal of sorts and they didn't get that. And the glass house came tumbling down. Ladies, this is what happens when you superficially set yourself up to think you're better than you are. And then you start sliding down that wall where you had all these men that you back and called at one point. You were very popular. And now, not so much. Now, a lot of women will call this desperation. And in a large regard, it is, even though you hate that word. 
but that's the truth. When it's down to a point where you're using your vagina as a means to still keep a man, to get a man, or to get a man back from another woman, you have by far reached the lowest point you can get. Now, women are very competitive. And there are some women that don't know when to quit and give up. And as I told you before, many of these women burn themselves out. I met a lot of them throughout my dating life when they got into their 40s, late 30s, got that divorce. Oh, you were dealing with emotional trauma. You were dealing with anger. A lot of things. Coulda, woulda, shoulda's. Now, the biggest threat for a lot of women are men who leave them for younger women. And they start looking at the monetary side of it. Well, I had this baby. We have this house. We're married. Oh, we've been living together for a while. We have joint assets together. These are all qualifiers for some women to stay in toxic relationships. They're trying to find some justification to remain there. And then a lot of these women, when they go in, oh, they're happy, they're bragging about their quote-unquote alpha male until they actually find an alpha male and realize that they're dealing with a whole different set of circumstances. Yes, the charisma, the narcissism, the untouchable status of him may be very appealing in the initial stages of a relationship until it's turned on you. You have to remember, the people that look up to a guy like this are the people who have already witnessed him do these things to other people. That's the reason why he's admired. And as I told you before, a true alpha male, and I've known plenty of them throughout my lifetime, as friends out there in the clubs and places, they always have someone else to take the responsibility for them. They're not going to have a kid with a woman. That would tie them down. Oh, and if they did have a kid with a female, let me tell you what happens with that. That kid is more important than she will ever be to him. Especially if it's a boy. Not necessarily because of the fact that he wants to have a family. What he wants to do is to have a prodigy. Someone he can build up to daddy's status to take on the throne after daddy is gone. Oh, they're that narcissistic. But they're going to try to avoid that because they know that's going to ruin their image if they were to get with a woman and start being associated with her only. They don't want that. They want to be intoxicated by the admiration of other women and people. They want the guys to want to be them and they want the women to want to be with him. That's the way that works. And ladies, you're flattered when these guys pursue you. Let me put it to you this way. Their pursuit of you is like a tiger going after a deer in the forest. He's hungry when he's tracking that deer. 
And what happens when he starts eating on that deer after he catches it? He gets full. Now, what is he going to do? He may nibble on that carcass for a little bit. And then he's going to go and look for another meal when he's hungry again. That's the way these guys operate. You will not be able to provide enough substance for them for the rest of the duration. This is the reason why they don't get into long-term relationships. This is the reason why they let women lead them into relationships. Because they let her go on with that narrative. Because they know as long as she does that, she's going to open up all the doors for him. And that's what he's going to do, is just sit back and let people do things for him. That's what narcissists do. That's especially what true alpha males do. And those little flunky men that want to be like them, they will do anything for them, including going to jail for them, whatever it takes. Because they want to be like him so much. It's damn near an infatuation. You want an example of this? Some of the pastors in the churches. And when many of these guys are with women, they're going to be women that his underlings can only dream about and can never have. And other women would be envious because she's prettier and finer than they are. Donald Trump married a model as an example. People are admiring him. Now he chose to have a family. A lot of true alphas, they don't do that. They will never call themselves an alpha male. They will let other men do that. They'll let women do that and let women make the comparison between him and other men, which means that she will use him as an example to cut down other men. Why can't you be like your friend, Arnie? He's this, he's that, he has this, he has that, he has this. Cutting that man down, putting him in this place. As long as you're popular with him, you're on his arm, you're happy. The minute he mothballs your ass and says, okay, enough of you. You get addicted to the attention. You get addicted to the notoriety. You get addicted to the status, the lifestyle, the privilege, the fact that he has a whole underclass of men that want to be with you and want to sleep with you. They're thirsty for you. And it's intoxicating for many of you because this is the first time you've had that much attention from so many men. And when it's gone, because their loyalty is to him, their admiration is just to sleep with you. And of course, you go to desperate measures in some cases where you'll probably date one of his underlings, one of his hanger-ons, one of his entourage or groupies. And you sleep with them in order to try to keep a window on what's going on with your man that you used to be with. Then you get to a point you try to make him jealous with this underling that you're with. And he doesn't care about that because as he sees it, you're dating a guy who's not me, who's trying to be like me. So therefore, you're on that level. And so what happens? Your self-esteem still drops down even more. 
Because you realize, this guy you're with, you're not really in love with him. You're just with him because he was in proximity to the man that you really cared about. And the man that you cared about doesn't give a damn about you anymore. And then you wind up looking for a man, not necessarily looking for him, but stumbling upon him probably, that is beneath what your expectations were because of what you had before. And he may be a stable Delta male, good job. He shows up to work every day, he does what he's told. He has no ambition to be an alpha male. He has no ambition to do nothing more than stabilize life and keep where he is and find him a good woman. You see, your chances are very slim at this point, so you take that opportunity to be with him. The only problem for you is he has no ambitions. And what happens? Alpha that you were going for had ambition. So you're trying to incentivize him. Criticize him. You need to go back to school. You need to go get a better job. You need to go and you're giving him all these aspirational things to do. But what you're doing is actually trying to push him to be like the man that you couldn't get anymore. You want to make him out of what you had and what you lost. And he may not want to budge. And so out of your frustration, you start to criticize him and demean him. Knowing good and well, if that alpha gave you the time of day, your legs would be open and you'd be ready to come back in a heartbeat. And when he's on his fall from his status, he hits you up later on in life after you're married to this Delta male. And despite the fact that you may be married to him or in a relationship with this guy, that alpha can come in and fuck you. Or that former alpha, I should say. Can come in and fuck you and you'll do anything for this man. Jeopardize your marriage. You'll let all that shit that was done to you in the past, you'll erase that shit like a dry erase board. Because the way you look at it, I got my second shot. This is who I wanted to be with. And then you become very defensive. And then, guess what? You don't start giving a shit about whether or not you get caught with this man by your husband or boyfriend. You don't give a damn what happens. But you know, you're, you're not going to give up that opportunity. Ladies, this scenario that I just pointed out to you is something that I used to see on a cyclical basis out there on the dating scene. Because see, one thing about these guys, they set these women up so that if they were to fall, maybe they got busted because they were selling drugs or something like that. That's how they had to flashy suit the cars and all this rest of this shit. When they fell from grace, they knew good and well. They had a reliable, they had a reliable woman that was always gonna be there for him, to bail him out, to put money on his books, and he knew that she didn't give a fuck about her marriage or her man. She was just looking for enough stability. And if that opportunity ever came her way again with this guy, she was going to take advantage of it. No matter how her feelings were hurt, no matter how she says, I'll never go there again and love you, he knows better. 
gets out of jail, out of prison, or out of the situation he's in, she's there and she's going to guard him like a hawk. She's going to isolate him and then saturate him. Keep him away from any other threats, any other women that are going to try to come his way. And she's going to smother him with all the love, sex, and everything because she is into this man. And fellas, what I'm telling you is you're going to run across a woman like this at one point in your life. She's going to be a total fool for love or her perception thereof. And when it happens, it's going to be scary because you're not going to have somebody that's going to go to that extreme for you. Most of these women, once you have rejected them, a lot of women have a tough time with rejection and they don't forgive you for that rejection because they don't get it that often compared to us as men. This woman is like Teflon when it comes to rejection from this particular guy. Any other guy, she doesn't have a problem with letting his ass go. This guy, he will always have a place in her heart. Now, there are two ways you can do this as men. You can be mean to her and get this done, or you can be nice to her and get it done. Some women don't care. Because what do these guys use at their advantage? A woman's cognitive dissonance. He will look for the woman who will say one thing, I'm not going to let no man dog me out. I'm not going to let man do this, do that, do this. And then turns around and lets him do it. If you treat a woman nicely, kindly, and you guys break up or whatever, she has the reassurance of, I can come back to him at any time and we can resume our relationship from where we left off. I tell you, women like comfort. They like reassurance. They like stability. The guy that does it by dogging her out, it's more of a challenge for her, and that's what he wants. Because he knows that she's going to go through this, that, and the third to get back with him compared to other women. And her self-esteem is so low in this regard that she'll be so willing to screw this man even if it means that the only thing they were going to do was have it where she just gave him head every time they met nothing else she'd be down with it you know you hear these women say well if I can't get the whole man I'll get a piece of man or I'll get a fragment of someone else's man these are the kind of women and fellas let me tell you something they could be some of the prettiest women you've ever seen that's just the facade. What you got to look at is the internal workings of the woman. If she has low self-esteem, that beauty doesn't mean anything. To her it does, because she won't date you, because she's out of your league as she would classify herself. She has these standards. And her standards are only going to come up against people she does not really find an interest in. She'll lower those standards for the guy that she's desiring. Now, 
another thing. This goes beyond the obvious. This goes also when it comes to race as well. She may not be into a black eye, for instance, but may be curious about one. But she doesn't want the rest of her constituency because she's into this. Privately and discreetly, she'll take a lot of shit from this guy. And after all, she wouldn't mind settling for just having a discreet dick. And nothing else because she's lowered her expectations to a point where I'm not going to take him public with me. So I could deal with this on a low-key basis. Now any other guy that tries to talk to her, those standards are up. So this kind of mindset crosses racial lines, physical lines, socioeconomic lines, because some of these women are into men that are just presenting themselves as being successful and they're not. Because these guys are allowing the women to create the narrative in their heads. They're just setting up the facade. That's it. Now, there's another technique that men use on women. They try to make it seem like they need help to get to the next level in life. It could be with a business, it could be with anything. Some guys use that as a ploy. She's going to get in there and put her shoulder to the wheel. He has no intentions of going forward and being successful. He likes the way things are. He likes the fact that she's putting forth her best effort and she's willing to do anything for him to be successful. But he has no plans on doing it. Usually these women don't figure it out until years later and he's going to have a convenient excuse for everything because what he's trying to do is to strip away any objectivity that she may have so he can have control you hear a lot of women complain about how men have done them wrong how men have done that how men have done this and that ladies let me tell you what it comes down to He lets you give up the things that you value to get to that state. He doesn't take them away from you. He lets you surrender those things. That's how he controls you. And why is this done? It's done because of your aspirations for the relationship and for him. He lets you burn yourself out. You're not going to find something like this from any other podcast. Because most of the people hadn't been out there in those circles. I'm telling you this because I've seen it done many times over. And the reason why these guys do this, when you had enough and you leave him, he's leaving you with the mindset that you still have something you haven't finished. Something you haven't completed. And he knows good and well. If you had the opportunity again, you're going to try to finish him. You're going to try to complete him. And that's the reason why he creates that distance. So that you might be in another relationship. Things may not go the way you planned it. And there's another opportunity to put your shoulder to the wheel. And you do it. The 
rejuvenated, you have more confidence in yourself that it's going to work. And he'll go along with the reassurances that you need in order for you to think that it's going to actually function. Because what is he trying to do? He's trying to get you to settle for what he's going to provide for you. That's how that's done. They got to break up all that optimistic shit to get you down to the core as to where they want you compliant and docile. Oh, women do this to men too. So it's not just a one-way street with this. But you see more men do this to women because these guys allow you to go on and create the narrative and let you just run your fantasies all the way through where that relationship's going to go. They're not going to interrupt you. They're not going to stop you. And you're going to be so happy to be with this man because you've made an accomplishment. And that's the way he wants you to think in the beginning. You have won the lottery while he has ulterior motives. Now, there's another thing about this. Some women will get weak. She runs away from the relationship. You hurt me. I don't no longer want to have anything to do with you. And he lets that sit for a while. Because what he knows is going to happen. The creep of curiosity may more than likely get her. Now, for most normal women, because I know a lot of you are saying that would never happen to me. You're the very person it would happen to. And let me tell you why. Because these guys eat women who are overconfident. Because for them, they're the people that put forth most of the effort not to be wrong. You see, what you have to remember is this. That confident woman that sees where this is going, oh, she cuts that shit off. She's done. She's gone. She's moved on with her life. That overconfident person, they already know. Yeah, she thinks she's been down this road before. I got a trick for her. And this is the reason why these guys thrive off of these type of women. You know the majority of people that actually swindle people out of money online are those who get the people who swear that they can't be swindled. They don't go for the easy marks. Easy marks usually don't have that much money. They go for the people who have money and who have that confidence. But it's superficial because they psych themselves up. They don't know what to look for. So they think that that lay person's mindset is going to be enough until they get that. And then they're like, well, damn, I didn't expect that to happen. That's the way it goes. A lot of people thought that in the NFL this season, it was going to be between Kansas City and Philadelphia because they had such good records. But we saw that wasn't the case in recent times. You can be so overconfident. And this is the reason why I say sometimes you need to know what you don't know and admit it 
and step away from things that may be a little bit too complex until you have a better understanding on what you're dealing with. Don't let your pride, your ego get in the way. Because your low self-esteem is sitting right there, right underneath. And once that gets you, you got got. Now, some of you are asking, well, how does this happen? It happens when you start out putting things in place that are not there. Where you don't really know this person but you're building this house without a foundation. And the guy's just gonna go along with your narrative. Because guess what you haven't done? You haven't done checks and balances with him to see if you're on the same page. He's just gonna nod his head and let you go on with it. And you're thinking things are smooth. I know some of you saying, well, yeah, you gotta communicate. Oh, he's gonna communicate with you. He's going to communicate favorably with anything you so propose or desire. What you're not dealing with is a person that's being a full participant in a relationship. Let me tell you how a full participant in a relationship would interact with you. It would be a situation where you would say, well, you know, I'm hoping that we could have a stable relationship and go forward. And you come back and say something to the effect of, well, before we do that, let me give you my side of the equation and see if we can actually correlate. Here's what I would suggest. He'd give in his two cents and then you guys would have a back and forth dialogue with considerations of your differences and your agreements. In these situations, he's letting you do everything. He's just not in the ticket. Because he knows the more you set the narrative and the more you make yourself comfortable without including him, the more he has an advantage over you. He knows your desires. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. You really don't know much about him. Because what you're doing in this situation is you're giving him all the things he needs to use to work against you if he so desired. This is the reason why it's very important when you're starting to date someone to make sure you have that interactivity. You remember again those four question categories I always tell you about? Make sure that you're not displaying all of those things and he's not participating. Or he's saying, you know, why are you going to ask me all them damn questions or you know, let's talk about something else. That's stupid. He's deflecting. And he's doing that to draw you in. And if you take the bait, you may get the outcome that I've described. Communication without consideration ain't shit. You gotta have them both. As I tell you before, a person could be an effective communicator and not say shit. A person could be an effective communicator and hurt your feelings. You gotta have a component of consideration with it to direct the way those sentiments need to go. Think about it now. People have shed tears and got heartbroken over text messages 
the person didn't even speak to you. They probably just gave you a whole bunch of emojis and you don't even know how they would express themselves verbally. Things can be taken out of context. You wouldn't know. This is the reason why a lot of people don't want to get in relationships. Because what they're dealing with is an electronic relationship. All that damn texting, and they're not talking to each other. But they can hear the inflection in their voices. It all depends on you. It all depends on your self-perception. But if you get to a point, as I told you before, where you got to use your vagina to keep a man, to get a man, or to get a man back, and that's the only thing he's interested in you, and you're settling for that, you have no room to complain. No matter if you have a child with this man, no matter if you hound him about engagement, wanting to marry him and all that shit, trying to embarrass him in front of your friends and family about, we've been together and he still won't commit, he still won't give me a ring, he still won't do this and won't do that. That's totally on you. A kid is not going to change anything if you were to have one with him. That engagement ring is not going to change anything. That wedding band is not going to change anything. Because you can't change him. And some of you get hooked on men so deep, you wouldn't know a good man if he walked up to you and said hello. Because you put yourself in a vacuum and you treat every other man as if he's a threat. You have the devil in your heart loving this man. And many times you don't even know it. And then when you're all used up and you're angry at the world, you punish yourself by being celibate for 12 years, not dating, hating men, talking about, oh, um, let me try a woman. All of these are reactionary techniques. No, the problem was you. And that's the fact a lot of people don't want to face. Now, another thing, too. You get upset when you find out that he lied about a lot of shit to you. But you didn't pick up on the vibe. That bi-directional dialogue. (coughs) He agreed with everything you said. Then he didn't produce anything that you guys supposedly agreed on. That's because that was your narrative. He was patronizing you with it. But then you might become reactionary and say, okay, well, what I'm going to do is get rid of a weaker man that I can boss around and tell him what to do. I'm not going to ever let a man break my heart again, so I'm going to control the situation. Then you get frustrated with him because he's a pushover. And then you start disrespecting him. And then he goes passive-aggressive on you. And before you know it, by yourself once again. Angry and frustrated. I have a friend of mine right now. She's probably listening to this podcast because we talked. And I told her I was going to be talking about this subject. Not about her, but about this particular topic. A lot of times, this may be the first guy she ever had sex with. 
ever been with, ever loved before, and ever got love back from. And she's hooked on him. And she's making the comparison. This is where a lot of women get it fucked up. They make the comparison of every man they meet there after him to him. And guess what he can do? Show up at a high school class reunion. 20 years later, she could be married with kids and a husband and everything. He knows there's a good probability she'll lie to her husband just to be alone with him to fuck him. Even though she'll try to put it in the context of nostalgia. Yeah, you know, I really liked him. He was really a nice guy. Knowing good and well if the environment's right, boom, they'll resume. Folks, when it comes down to those deep feelings, they'll suspend logic for that. And if it's a man that she wanted back in her life, she'll jeopardize everything she has today, family, husband, kids, everything, to be with him. Oh, and there's some men that will do that too, ladies. Don't get it twisted. There are some men, if they found that you've been divorced and you've always been in their lives as they see it, even if you married somebody else and he married somebody else, that undying love is still for you. Shit, the minute he finds out you divorced, he'll divorce his wife to be with you. That's the power of love. Doesn't mean that it's genuine. But that's their perception of it. I've always looked at love like an odor. You know, there are some fragrances that you can smell that are kind of nice, like cologne or perfume. You know, okay, that's cool. Then you have some that are very strong and pungent. Oh, shit, like Elizabeth Taylor, passion. Fellas, if a woman ever buys you some of that shit, make sure one thing. Make sure you do not put a lot of it on. That shit does not come off. It will get in your skin and your pores. Take a shower, whatever, you still smell it. Now, what I'm saying is this. A pungent relationship, that relationship where that odor is there and doesn't go away, that's that person that is stuck in you. And you built a framework around everything else. When Jillian asked me that crazy ass question about how she was in bed, it was awkward. It caught me off guard. But I answered her truthfully. But I also let her know that I learned some things from a past girlfriend as far as how to be loved and how to love someone and I passed that on to her in my actions with her but one thing I didn't do I didn't hold her to the same standards as Monica I didn't have the same expectations of her as my ex I had to respect her for who she was And what you have to do sometimes is extract the lessons that a person teaches you from the person and understand that you gotta compartmentalize that relationship. That was your relationship with that person. 
you're going forward with a new person. So you have a new relationship, just like you take out a new sheet of paper to draw a picture. The other piece of art that you drew was for that particular artwork. You're starting on another canvas. But some of you try to paint on the same canvas, the old relationship over the new. And this is where you get fucked up. Because the residue from that old image is the one you may have a passion for the most. And you're trying to make this new image into that old image. And if you had to modify the painting or the drawing, what would you do? You would take out the new image and keep the old one. Just like if a person came back into your life later on and you saw you had a shot again with that person that you still had feelings for. We come into relationships with a lot of pride and confidence. Some of it's hype, some of it's us. You got to give yourself a check every once in a while on your self-esteem when it comes down to the compromises you make in relationships. Some people go into a relationship with an all-in mindset. Some of you ladies go in where it's like, if I have sex with him, I'm all-in with him. And there are no brakes on the train for you. Now, one thing I noticed throughout the years and I documented this in some of my dating experiences. When it came to Pisces women, one thing I noticed about them was that they would find themselves in situations they really shouldn't be in. They'll get taken down rabbit holes all the time. And they were very secretive, along with Aries women, very secretive. And before you know it, they've got their asses in a pickle and you find out later. And they get embarrassed, of course, about how far they've gone and what they've done. Why the hell did you let him take you that far off base in a relationship? Many times, I don't know, I just was in love. It's like, well, damn. You mean to tell me you went to jail for him so he wouldn't get his third strike? He never put any money on your books, never went to see you while you were there. And then you get out, then he goes to jail, and you're posting bail for him, you're putting money on his books, you're letting him come to your house, you're letting him make love to you. He's asking you money for an attorney. You're going into your retirement and you're giving him money for your attorney. The very things you're doing for him, this, that, and the third, his own mother's not doing for him, his own family members are not doing for him, and you're doing it and he wouldn't do it for you, and yet you're holding this man up on a pedestal, yet you're giving him head, you're giving him pussy, you're letting him do anal and everything else to you, and these other men that are better men than he, you're calling them scrubs. You're looking at them, talking about the homosexuals and they broke and all this other shit. And good men who see women like that, they see that their priorities are fucked up. They don't want to be associated with it. So what are the lessons here? 
Number one, ladies, if you're in a relationship or you think you're in one and he's not in it and you feel as though the bedroom is the only method in order to keep you going or he would show an interest in you, you're in bad shape. You have missed the boat. Totally missed the boat. Don't put yourself in that predicament. You don't have to. Unless you want to. And when it comes to empathy, (coughs) excuse me, you may not be so well received trying to be the victim. There'll be a lot of people to tell you that you're fucking up. And of course you want to be right so badly that you're willing to go against those others. And I know you want to be able to throw it into that person's face when they turn on you. I did all of this for you. You gave me nothing in return. I give you the pussy. I give you this. I give you that. And that person has been taking you for granted the whole time because of your low self-esteem. It starts with you. It ends with you. And it's up to you. Take care. Talk to you soon. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.